And he's been a part of the Communitas community before I even knew it existed, right? And this man is gifted. He has a wonderful heart, and he is a prophetic powerhouse, <laughs> this guy. Um, but it's not just doing it. It's teaching it, and it's being able to release it and equipping the body of Christ. And I don't know if you're going to talk about that at all tonight, but uh, he is. That's because I'm prophetic, too. I knew. I just knew it. Okay. Well, anyway, we're going to bless this guy right now. Father, we thank you for Matt. Father, we thank you for his heart. And we just ask that he would be really deeply connected with your heart. Thank you for your love in the prophetic, Father, the building up, the encouraging, that it's safe, God, and you're gracious and tender in that. We don't have to be afraid of it, Lord. Bless Matt. Give him peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, hello, everybody. It's good to be back. So the first thing I need to do is I need to introduce you to my wife, Mrs. Johnson. Come on up here. So, yeah. So, oh, sorry. We didn't talk about that beforehand. Honey, we're going to kiss now. Is that okay? Sure. Okay. All right, there we go. Okay, so, so we got married on the 25th, and so... Having extensive experience in marriage, I'm going to talk about marriage tonight. No, I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. You guys are all like, that'd be funny for like five minutes, and then it would be stupid. Okay. So, so I have the greatest wife in the world, but don't lose hope. Like, you can still get the greatest spouse in the world for you. Not objectively the greatest spouse in the world, but you can get the greatest spouse for you. So keep praying. That's all I have about marriage. Okay. So marriage is awesome. Um, so I have my family here. My brother and sister-in-law and my niece and niece and nephew. They were dancing earlier, if you guys want to say. You guys can clap for them if you wish. Yay, family. Thank you. My mother is right over here. And my in-laws, my new family, is right over there in the corner. So they're here supporting me. So that's, so that's pretty good. So we're going to pray quick and then jump right into it. So, Father, we love you so much. And we just, once again invite your presence here. Thank you that you're already here. Wherever two or three or more are gathered in your name, there you are in the midst of us. And so we just welcome you again, Holy Spirit, and we just give you this time. I give you everything that I thought I was going to say, and we just give that over to you. And we say, Holy Spirit, you have permission to do whatever you want tonight. So we just choose right now to open our spirits up to you. Because you're good, and everything you do is good, and what you have for us is good. <laughs> Amen. So I want you to turn to a neighbor to your right or your left. Doesn't matter. I just need you to find someone. So we're going we're gonna to go into pairs of two right now. And for the next two minutes, I want you to look at them, and you're going to prophesy to them. Okay, you've got 10 seconds to find someone. That's okay. No, don't worry about it. Don't, don't even worry about it. D don't even worry about it. Um, so, five, four, three, two, one, and start. You have two minutes. Just go. Prophesy. It doesn't matter if you don't know what you're doing. Just open your mouth and speak for two minutes. You guys are doing great. That's right.
You got one more minute. Keep going. One more minute. Keep prophesying. Just do it. Thirty seconds. Okay, go ahead, stop. That was two minutes. Great job. Wow. Wow. Okay, everybody, you can... Good job. Okay, so way to jump into that. Everybody give yourselves a round of applause. Yep, I just kind of threw you into that. Nice job, everybody. Like, I would say 90% of you were, were doing something at that moment, whether it was like just talking, it didn't matter. Like, you were doing something. So, wow. So, what we just did was we just kind of threw you in there. That's called immersion ministry. It's kind of fun. So, it's kind of what Jesus did, though, when you look, when you read the Gospels. He kind of just said, go do it. Then let's come back and talk about it. And then let's go do it again. So, that's kind of how he did it, you know, because he goes, uh, go heal the sick. Uh, go cast out demons. Go raise the dead. Like, that's it? Like, no, no direction? No. He just kind of threw you out there and did it. So, that's what I just did. That was fun, though, wasn't it? So what we just did is we just did prophecy. So prophecy is very simply receiving communication from God and then expressing that. That's all it is. You receive something either in your mind, you get a thought, maybe a Bible verse, maybe you saw a picture in your mind. Like everybody, picture, a, picture an apple right now. Do you picture it? Do you see it? Do you see it turning red? Because I just told you it turned red. Do you see it turning green? Now it just turned green. So that's called a picture. So a lot of times when people say, I'm seeing a picture or I'm getting a vision, that's what they mean. So it's internal in your mind. Sometimes you get that. Sometimes what, the way God speaks to us is through our emotions. We'll notice that we feel particular compassion for an issue or for a person. For whatever reason, we don't know why. We just feel drawn to a particular person or thing. Sometimes... You don't know why, but there's a song that's going through your head all day long. And you're just like, what, is this? what does this mean? Sometimes God speaks to you through songs. Or my favorite, movie quotes. <laughs> that's right. Probably because I spend so much time watching movies that God kind of uses what I give him. So he <laughs> speaks to me through movies. Sometimes he speaks to us through that. God can speak to you through your senses, your five senses. You can have physical sensations in your body. Sometimes that's a way that God speaks to us about how he wants to move. Sometimes he'll speak to people about what places on the body need to be healed in a meeting. Ooh. And sometimes people, when the presence of God comes on someone very strongly, sometimes they feel it in their physical body. And that can be a way that God communicates. So a lot of times when people say, God speaks to me, we think of it only in a cerebral, like he's speaking to my mind, or I heard an audible voice. But that's only very few of the ways that God speaks, and those are actually kind of rare with the audible voice. He speaks to you in a variety of ways, and all prophecy is, is opening up your heart, receiving a communication, and then expressing it. 
That's all it is. And it's super fun, and we can all do it. Yeah. 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 So we're going to do a lot more of it tonight, and we're going to talk a little bit about it. I'm going to give you some things that I've learned, and then we're just going to practice it more, and I'm going to encourage you guys. Does that sound good? Okay, awesome. So, Lauren, would you like to stand up or come over here or anything you want? Either way, whatever is comfortable for you. We talked about this beforehand. That was not prophetic. I knew her name was Lauren. Okay, so that was not, that was, you guys were like, wow, he is prophetic. Good job. And so, Lauren, so what I'm going to do is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give her a word and describe it as I'm doing it to kind of just go through the process. Is that, is that cool? Okay, well, I'm going to do it. So there we go. So we were up in prayer earlier before the meeting. And so I got, as we were praying for Lauren, I was getting pictures and words for her while we were praying. And what I mean by that is we started praying. I'm focusing on, okay, Lord, what do you want to say to Lauren? And so what I did is in my mind, kind of like when you guys picture that apple in your mind. Can you all do it? Picture that again. So what I saw is I saw a plate filled with fruit. And on that plate, I saw different kinds of fruit. I saw grapes. I saw, let's see, what else did I see? I saw a pear. I saw grapes. And I saw an orange. And I saw an apple. And I saw an apple. I saw a bite out of that apple. And I saw the plate spinning around. And then I saw doors opening as it was doing. And I saw certain of the fruit spinning off of that plate. And then I heard the phrase in my spirit. I heard it, the phrase, things to being taken off of a plate. Okay, so that's what I saw. Whoa. So what happens is when the Lord speaks to you, you go, okay. So he speaks to us. Now, what does that mean? Like, what does that mean? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to describe to you what I believe it means. But the reason I'm telling you everything, and we're going to go through in a couple examples, is it's important to be very transparent about what the Lord is giving you because sometimes God gives us pictures or images, and we interpret them the, based on what we think it means, but it may mean something to them that it doesn't mean to you. So my interpretation of, of what that saw and the phrase that God gave me is that, God, there's a lot of open doors coming to you, and fruit, a lot of times, fruit is talk, talks about ministry and talks about like opportunities and growth. So what I think that means is that there's... God is going to start removing certain things off your plate so you can focus on the area where you can be most fruitful. And when I saw that apple, the thing that I thought of, what came to my mind is that you had already eaten off of that, that thing. So I feel like there's a focus coming for you in the things that you've already been fruitful in and you've already tasted of it and you've already kind of seen some fruit in your life. And I feel like that God's going to just refine you and hone your skills and your time so that you can really focus on that area and be even more fruitful. And so what I, want, what I like to do after that, even though it's in public and it's really awkward and embarrassing, is does that make any sense to you? Okay. And there you go. Well, thank you, Lauren. So let's pray for her. Let's pray for her. Because the best way to end a prophecy, because it's kind of awkward, you're like, okay, bye. <laughs> like, or or maybe, maybe if it's really good, you go, ta-da! But it's usually never that good. So what I like to do to end a prophecy, especially in a church setting, because it's really safe, is just pray at the end. Because you're like, well, I don't know what to do. That wasn't that good, but let's pray. Okay, Jesus. So let's all pray for Lauren for serious, though. Right. So, Lord, we just thank you for Lauren. We thank you for the fruit in her life already. And we just we do. We just pray for a new div- divine focus that she can just go to that next level of intimacy and fruitfulness with you. Lord, I already thank you for um, 
yeah, I do thank you for those open doors. And I thank you for just shutting the doors that no longer need to be open. And Father, you really showing her how she should invest her time and how she should invest the gifts that she has so that she can fulfill the calling on her life. So we just bless her in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. So that's kind of one way that the process of prophecy works. The reason I talked about, the reason I like to explain what I'm seeing to people and giving them permission to have a different interpretation for what they get. Some, sometimes people give you a picture and they go, here's the picture and here's what it means. But actually, you have freedom to say, actually, I think God meant something different. Let me tell you a story. So I'm in college, right? A guy pulls me out of the crowd, kind of like I just did there. And he says to you, and he says, what's your name? And I'm like, my name is Matt. And so I'm already not that impressed because he didn't know my name. I mean, come on, right? <laughs> so, and then he's, he's, he looks at me and he goes, okay, so you're called to minister. You're called to be a pastor. That's it. I'm gonna, and now let's all pray for him and release in the harvest. And I'm going, I don't want to be a pastor. Like, I don't want to be a pastor. Like, no, 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 sorry. And what, what I had already... So that year before that, I'd already been talking with the Lord and in dialogue, like, should I go to ministry, should I not? And I, we had already decided, the Lord and I, no. So it was already a no. So the direction of my life and everything that the Lord had already told me was no, you're not going to be a pastor in a traditional sense, you're not going to seminary. So then this guy comes along and says this word. So what I did was after that, ser that service, I went up to him and I said, so when you saw me, what did you see? He said, well, I saw a picture of you up in front of a crowd teaching and preaching the word of God. And I said, so wait, wait, wait. God didn't tell you I was going to be a pastor? Well, no, but what else could that mean? About a thousand other things. <laughs> at the time, I was leading a Bible study on the campus that I was going to at St. Olaf College. But what happened was, which is really, really common in the prophetic, and you have to give people a lot of grace, but that's why we're, we're talking about it. He saw a picture and he interpreted it based on his experience, based on his lens and his paradigm of ministry. The problem was he didn't tell me that. He just said, here it is. That's it. That's what God says. So then what if, what, what, if I said no, then it's like I'm disobeying God. Where, no, no, no. It's just the guy got a picture. He should have just said, does this mean anything? And we could have dialogued. And instead of having a one-way dictation, we could have had a very fruitful two-way dialogue. And so what I encourage you guys in the prophetic is vulnerability and transparency. Not, I'm Moses coming down from a mountain, giving you the word of the law, and this is it, man. I'm the prophetic guy. So this, you either listen to me or bad things happen. Like, that's a old covenant kind of way to do the prophetic. The new way to do the prophetic, the new covenant, love, grace, good stuff, is you say, hey, this is what I think God is saying. Does this make any sense to you? Let's talk about it. Because you always, always, always have permission to weigh, discern, and judge or reject any word that you're given. And in fact, as I mentioned this, have any of you ever been given a word where you felt controlled or manipulated? Can you, can you guys raise your hand? Because what I want to do, wow, that is a lot. So first of all, wow, on behalf of 
everybody who does this stuff. And on behalf of the church, can I apologize to all of you for that really, really bad way of doing prophecy? Because people, and this is, the, this is just it, people are people. They got problems. They're, they're, they're just people with problems. And what happens is people can use their gifts if they're immature, if they're insecure, if they don't know that they're loved, they use their gift as a way to get identity. Because if they don't know who they are, they don't know they're a son of God, they don't know that they're dearly loved, they may use that gift and it may become that's, that's who they are. They're the prophetic person. So if anyone dares question them, then look out. Or maybe they had bad teaching or bad modeling. I don't know. But I want to apologize. And then I want to, let's pray and break that off, off all of you. Because that's, that's icky. That's not the heart of God. God is not a controlling God. Look at the Garden of Eden. He didn't stop Adam and Eve from eating of the fruit. He's not a controlling God. He gives you free will. The greatest power you have is to say no. You can actually say no. He gave you that gift. Okay, so I'm going to break this off and then we'll keep going. So Father, right now, right now, I just break off the power of any controlling, manipulative word in Jesus' name. God, if however it was delivered, if it was delivered in the wrong way, in the wrong spirit, whatever was behind it, if there was any witchcraft or any, anything else, we just break off that power, the power of those words, and we break them off in Jesus' name. And God, I ask by your divine grace that there would be an opening of the spirits of the people here again to you. And Father, I just ask that you would give anything that was from you that was just done in an immature way, I ask that you would speak those words again to them. And I speak, I just pray right now for new words, new prophecies to come to replace all those bad ones, God. In Jesus' name. Because a lot of times, guys, it's a... Um, and if you, if, if that's been you, if you've been, if you've felt that spirit of control and manipulation, will you just agree with me and release forgiveness? And so, Heavenly Father, we just release forgiveness right now. God, we, we release and forgive and let go of the person that used that word in, in, the, in a wrong way. And, Father, we receive the good thing that you had for us in that word in that time. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Amen. That's good. That's a lot. Okay. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So it's a good examples like that. Even whatever the enemy intended for harm, you, God can use this for good. Now, because there is going to be amazing compassion in all of you who've received really bad words to do it a really right way. To do it the right way. To say, okay, wait, we know God speaks. We know he speaks about the past, the present, and the future. We know he loves us, so let's just do this the right way. Because even if things have been done wrong, it doesn't mean they can't be done right and that they can't be done better. And right now, I just want to honor every generation that's come before us that paid a price and pressed into God so that we could walk in more. There were people who spent their entire lives pressing into the things of God so that we could have just what you guys did in that first exercise. Like there are people who, who waited their whole life and, and only got a few words of knowledge their whole life. They pressed in and they never saw any more than that. But now we get to walk in more because others went before us and, pa and paved away. Isn't that great? Isn't that amazing? 
We, we love it. We honor the past. We honor everyone who came before us. It's so amazing. We wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for them. We wouldn't have what we have if it wasn't for them. And now, we want all that they had, and we want to go farther. Right? Like, we love Thomas Edison because he invented the light bulb. Love it. Love it. I love that it, it, it was a lot of work. It was probably really hard. But I don't need to reinvent the light bulb because he already did it. So I don't need to, like, do it again. Right? Like Alexander Graham Bell, like probably it was a lot of work to invent the telephone. But now we have iPhones. <laughs> and that's not dishonoring to Alexander Graham Bell that we have iPhones. It's actually honoring him because it took what he did and it took it farther. Occasionally when I talk about prophecy and I equip people, I get interesting feedback from people. I get, aren't you a little concerned that if people start walking in things that it took people 20 and 30 years to get, Aren't you, hi Kate, this is my niece, she's great. Aren't you, and, right, because this is what we want, isn't it? This young generation to have everything that we have and more. We want the, our, our ceiling to be their floor, don't we? Don't we want them to be better at all this in an instant than we are? That's our heart, we want, we want them to do this and be like, yeah. My heart is for things that used to launch you into public prophetic ministry, 10, 20 years ago to be common and average. To like everybody can does. Yeah, 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 everybody does that. That's easy. So that we can go to the next level. Because one of you needs to invent the iPhone in the spirit. I'm serious. Somebody needs to invent the iPhone in the spirit. Right? Right? It, good. How <laughs> humble, right? Because that's what we need. Because you know what we are since the, sp the spirit has been released, right? temple the veil was torn he's out out of the box we're all mobile hotspots now <laughs> right you know and we don't have to lay some of those foundations again because the, the, some of the conversations I've had with people they're like don't you think they should go through a process of years and years of maturing before they walk in some of this I said with all due respect first I tell them the honoring part I honor you thank you for everything you sacrificed but no and here's why. Because you paid the price so that we could do this. What, so that we could take what you gave us and go farther. Because there's a way more that we need to get in the prophetic. There's a lot farther that we need to go in the prophetic than we are now. We're kind of behind. Everything's moving. Look at the, the, what you're seeing on earth right now with the interconnection, the technology, and the advancement, and, and knowledge building. That's a taste of what God's doing in the spirit. It's available to us right now. Things that used to take years can take seconds and days. This is what's available to us right now. Yes. Right? So, isn't that exciting, Kaylee? That's so exciting, isn't it? Yes, it is. <laughs> so, so, I wanted to do that. Because, you know, in places like in Africa right now, they're not laying, like, telephone poles anymore. They're building cell phone towers. They're skipping generations of technology because there's no need to lay the past anymore. So some of the ways that we did things in the past, we are going to do things a little differently because we're going to skip generations in technology. So that's why we're doing equipping stuff like this. So I want you to turn to a neighbor. Now we're going to do prophecy. We're going we're, we're we're to do it again because now we know it's called prophecy, all that. We're going to bless people. We're going to look at them and say, we're going to open our heart to them. And we're going to say, okay, God, what do you want to say to them today? 
And we're gonna, what we're gonna do this time, we're gonna wait a minute, we're gonna ask for a minute, and then the second minute, we're just gonna give a blessing. Is that okay? Can we do that? Okay, so find a partner, you have 10 seconds. Can be a different one, can be the same one, I don't care. So just to clarify, for the first minute, what we're doing is we're just asking the Lord, what do you have to say to them? The second minute, you're giving them, you're just expressing it. And then we're going to talk a little more, and I'm going to do another thing, and then we're going to talk some more. On the ready, on the mark, get set. Hear from the Lord for the person you're praying for. You have one minute. You can laugh, though. It got really quiet. You may get pictures. You may get words. You may get a song. You may get a note from a sermon that you got before. You may see pictures. You may have an emotion. Good job hearing from God. Now express what he gave you. Good job. That was great. Good. Go team. And if you don't think you've heard anything, just open your mouth and start speaking. Try to say something positive if you can, but just start speaking. Good job expressing what God gave you. Okay. Really good job expressing what God gave you. This is pandemonium. I can't stop them. This is awesome. Okay, that was two minutes of expressing what God gave you. God gave you a lot. So, but go ahead and just stop expressing now. That would be great. You guys are great. I love the enthusiasm. But let's stop expressing. 
Some people choose to listen more, and we encourage that. That would be great. Okay, I love you, God loves you, and he'll speak to you again if we get there. Okay. Good job, guys. Wow, you guys are enthusiastic. This is good. Stop praying. <laughs> yep, stop praying. You guys are great. This is good. This is good. I love it. Enthusiastic crowd. Wow. Can I give you three, three things that I've learned in doing prophecy, by the way, you guys are doing really good. If that was awkward for you, I totally understand. About three years ago, I went to a prophetic art night at church, at my church in Virginia. You, you may ask, what is a prophetic art night? I didn't know either. I was roped into it. And um, I, was, I was brought there under false pretenses. And so I go there. And yeah, what's a prophetic art night? I have no idea. So what you do is you go paint. You ask the Lord what you're supposed to paint, and you paint it. Okay, so I don't paint at all. Right, so I'm sitting there, and it begins, and everyone's like, "Just, just be with the Lord right now, just be with the Lord, and and then paint." And I'm like, so the first five minutes, I stand there super awkwardly, like, uh, I got nothing," and like everyone around me is like, nah, nah, nah. and I'm like, "What are you? What's going on?" And then the the um. Then a girl came by, uh, she's from Bethel out at our church, uh, from uh, Bill Johnson's church, and she's like, Matt, just paint what's in your heart. I'm like, I don't think you want me to do that right now. <laughs> I, I really don't think you want that to happen. Um, but anyway, I finally, after about 10 minutes of really feeling awkward, opened myself up, and, and I tried to paint the Holy Spirit as a dove. Oh, it was so great. Uh, it looks more like a rooster, I believe. Um, it's like a rabbit pterodactyl. It's a rabbit pterodactyl. <laughs> So, so my point in all that, what is my point in all that? My point in all that is sometimes when you try something new, it feels super awkward. But it doesn't mean it's not good for you. Because I'm still glad I ha I've done that. And it's the same thing with this, but, and yeah, now we can hang it on our wall or throw it away. Um, and the point is, like, when you step out and you take a risk, God will meet you. Yeah. So take a risk, step out, it's fun. A few things I've learned when you're doing prophecy the person that you're giving the word to doesn't have to be worthy of it. They don't have to deserve a prophecy. Sometimes, and what I mean by that is some people like, well, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to give that person a word. Or, or in our minds, we, we categorize people and we think some people should get words and some people shouldn't. Like some people only want to give nicely dressed people words. Some people only want to give poorly dressed people words. Some people, I mean, they rank. They, they file. Some people are like, I think they might be a Christian. I'm going to give you a word. Some people are like, I'm pretty sure they're not a Christian, so I'm going to give them a word. Try not to do that. Just, so these things that I've learned will help you to just, burdens and weights come on you when you start judging and categorizing people. Like, don't think about it, because sometimes you give words to people multiple times, and you're kind of like, ah, that last time they didn't do anything with it. Like, I, don't, I haven't seen any growth in their life. And eh, forget all that. Don't worry about it. Don't judge it. Just say, I don't care. God gave me a word. I'm just going to give it to him. Just, just give it to him. Second thing I've learned that's really good, people actually do not have to receive the word you give them the way you think they should. A lot of times we, we grow up from whatever reason, it, it, whatever spiritual culture we have, whatever books we've read for the month that are exciting to us, like we think people should respond a certain way. 
Like, we give them a word, and we're hoping that maybe they'll cry, or I don't know, or maybe go, thank you, that was so great, that was amazing, or maybe they start praying, or maybe they, they make a decision right there, and like, yes, I'm going to get rid of this in my life, or I'm going to, whatever. Whatever you think they're supposed to do, they don't actually have to do it. That's all your expectations that you're projecting onto them. You don't have to, they don't have to do anything. They don't even have to respond. They, they can, nah, whatever. I have a great word for you. Nah, whatever, I don't want to hear it. And by the way, that's totally fine. You may go up to someone and say, hey, can I share something with you? No, you can't, actually. I've done that. It's been in Virginia. We, we did treasure hunting in malls. And, you know, hey, I just really feel like the Lord loves you. Can I share? No, I'm, whatever. <laughs> and that's okay. They don't have to receive it the way you think they should. It frees you and it frees them. Because we get into that controlling, manipulative lane once we start thinking they have to do something. You also don't have to check up on them after you've given a word. Hey, I, got, I gave you that really good word. How's it going? How's it going with that? <laughs> it was really important, remember? Remember when I, remember when I gave you that word? Well, so, so what do you do? Have you, have you, do you read the Bible more now? No, anything? No progress being made at all? Okay. You should probably do that. Don't, don't give up follow-up prophecies. Those are awkward, right? It's like where you gave them that. It's like the next time you see him at church or whatever, you're like, oh, yeah, they gave me that word. Now they're going to be like my friend for a while because they gave me a word, so they got to check up on me, <laughs> right? You don't have to give up follow-up words either. I just pray for that word that I gave them that they forgot about and they really need to get going on. <laughs> don't do that. You don't have to do any of that. Like, just give them the word and let it go. It's good. Oh, and here's a really another good one. This is, this is funny. Um, they don't have to respond to you the way you think they should. Like, when you give them a word, they don't have to be like, man, you're good. You, you're spiritual. You, you, you're, you're good, buddy. They don't, actually, at all. They'd be like, yeah, thanks, whatever. Also, the leadership of your whatever, your community, your faith community, doesn't have to look at you any differently. Like, you don't, they don't have to do anything. It's not like, it doesn't have to mean that they look at you differently now because you prophesied. Yeah, you don't necessarily have to get that. <laughs> like, maybe they give it to you, but maybe they don't. Because the way I look at it, gifts and callings, the faith community that you're in recognizes who you are. And then they give you authority to operate that way. Like, if I don't have favor in a certain community, I don't go around saying I'm a prophetic person at a, at a church down the road because they don't know. Because I haven't been given favor there. There's churches I've gone to before where they recognize that, and I operate that way. There's churches I've gone to, and they don't recognize me as that, and so I don't operate that way because I don't have favor that way. Whatever. It's fine. It's no big deal. I know who I am, but for me, the way gifts function, it's supposed to function in a corporate setting. It isn't about me. It's about how do I want best serve the faith community I'm in, and if the faith community I'm in decides not to bestow anything on me, okay, whatever. It's their choice. It's cool. So it doesn't mean when you give a prophecy, it doesn't mean that they have to think you're a rock star. It also means it doesn't mean that they have to make you a leader. It doesn't mean anything. It just means you receive something from the Lord, you gave it to him, and you hope it blessed him. And then you let it go. And that's it. And if you remember those things, it keeps you light. All the other stuff gets heavy. All the other stuff gets burdensome. When you got to carry around 
how other people are doing with the words you gave them. Right, Annabelle? That's my niece. She's amening right now. You just can't tell. <laughs> right? All the other stuff. If, if you've got to think about who am I going to give this word to, how are they going to receive it, how am I going to be received now because of it, and you walk around and then you get really serious because this is big time. I'm evaluating you, you're evaluating me, and my reputation rides on this. This is big time. Then it gets really important and you better be on your A game then. Ah, just forget all that and have fun <laughs> and extend the kingdom. Why'd you ah, throw that off? Whatever. Just have fun. Extend the kingdom. Spread love. Is that, is that more fun? That's way more fun. Trust me. Way more fun. It's way more fun not to have those burdens. So let all that stuff go. Um, yeah. So when somebody asked me, because we're going we're gonna to pray for each other in a minute again. People ask me sometimes, so how, does, wh- how do you receive stuff from God when you're praying? Like, how does the process work? So, like, you're praying for somebody, but what happens? And so, the way I look at it, when I'm getting stuff from the Lord, whether it's a picture or whatever, sometimes God gives me all the words that I'm supposed to say. It's like he'll give me a sentence or maybe two. And I just say all those words, and then I go on. Sometimes he gives me a couple of the words, like maybe two or three. Kind of like he did with Lauren. Just said, some things are falling off the plate. And so what I did is I took the theme of what God was giving to me, and I kind of gave more of the language. So he gave me, like, concentrated words, you know, like concentrated orange juice, you got to add water. (laughs) It's kind of the way he does it. He'll give some of you concentrated words that you have to flush out. And then sometimes, and this was the one that took me a while to learn, is that sometimes he won't give you any words. He just gives you a sense of something. Like, I sense that this person needs hope, and then he trusts you to put the words to it. He gives you the right to say it. Because some people get so nervous, and they never actually say anything. Because like, I don't know, I'm not getting anything. I'm not getting anything. The Lord's not giving me anything. Ah, the Lord's not giving me anything. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So when you're with this person, what are you, what are you feeling? What are you sensing? I'm sensing hope. Speak it out. Just say hope. And just see what, get, see what happens. Because we are in partnership with God. Partnership with God. Just like Adam was in the garden. Who named the animals? Adam. Not God. Isn't that interesting? He's walking with God. He's partnering with God. Doing work with God. But Adam named the animals. Sometimes God just gives you a sense of something. Like, here's my heart for this person. Speak it out to them, son. Just give me your words. Because he'll trust you with it. Ooh. That's kind of good, right? So why don't we try it? Can we try that right now? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yes. And that is often how the prophetic works in a community like this, in a family. Like when we know each other and we hear a word that's right, 
everybody goes, yeah, that's right for that person. Like, I know that verse that that makes total sense. And that's actually also true for corporate words. Like if someone, you probably had guest speakers come in and give words for communitas, like prophecies. The way it, in scripture, when Paul's talking about, you know, two or three will prophesy, the rest sit and judge. He's actually writing that to the whole congregation. So when there's a word given to communitas, yes, the leadership team will, will appropriately respond to it, but actually all of you are weighing and discerning that word. Because all of you are part of this family, so all of you are weighing and discerning that. So when something comes along that isn't fitting with the theme of your family, doesn't fit with the DNA of your family, all of you are going to know it because it's going to feel weird. And everyone's going to, eh, that was a little old. And that's how the Holy Spirit actually, that's a safety mechanism that the Holy Spirit brings into a, into a family and a group. And the leaders help you navigate that. And they help express it into words. And it's the same in your personal life. We're hitting this theme again. If somebody gives you a word and it doesn't resonate with you, there's not peace, it doesn't fit with everything else that the Lord has said to you, it doesn't fit with what you feel that God has already spoken to you, you don't have to accept it. You need to weigh it and discern it. And that doesn't mean that God can't speak something new to you that you've never thought of before. doesn't mean that God doesn't give new words that you go, oh, wow, this, I think I need to reevaluate some stuff. Like, wow, that's really cool. But it does mean that we also walk in wisdom. For example, if someone came up to me and said, you're going to be a missionary in China. I, and if I, if I, now, if I had been thinking about China, praying about China, I had learned Chinese, I'm ready to go, that word, confirmation. That's great. If I've never thought about China, never wanted to go to China, never had lots of negative opinions about Chinese culture, I'm not going to buy a ticket to China the next day. I'm going to walk in wisdom and go, mm, let me put that on a shelf and pray about that. Because I've gotten words like that. I've gotten words that are just, they seem to come out of left field. And so what I do is I put them on a shelf. Sometimes it's taken years and years, and then some of them have made sense over time. And then some of them haven't. And it's okay. Because we're not going to judge the people who give words. It, they're just trying their best. And if they're wrong, that's okay. We'll just let them off the hook. Yeah. Yes, as my wife just rightly pointed out, some, a lot of the words that I had, we had both been given individually didn't actually make sense until we got married. So that's why it's really cool to keep prophetic words, to write them down or have them a journal or a diary of prophetic words because some, sometimes things don't make sense until you actually open a different door in your life and you walk through it, you obey in a certain area. And then other things that like, seem to come out of nowhere, you go, oh, this all actually makes sense now. Wow. Okay. Sweet. So keep those prophecies, especially those old ones. Keep those prophecies. Is that cool? You guys like that? Hey, do you guys like movies? <laughs> yeah, I do too. I love movies a lot. So Chris Vallotton has a way of describing the prophetic that I really like. He calls it insight, oversight, and foresight. So insight, people, this will help you decide. Let me see what time it is. Am I running out of time? I'm going to go real quick. You guys like movies, though, right? This might help some of you understand what kind of prophetic person you are. So, so insight, oversight, foresight. Chris Fallotton, he's at Bethel. He talks about some people see things like a microscope. They see very small, minutiae details. They're very detail-oriented. They see things down to the nitty-gritty. 
Some people are oversight people. They see like big picture, like macro, like a map. So they're seeing overall what God is doing. The macro, the micro people see very, very small things. And then there's insight, oversight, foresight. They see the future. They see like a telescope, right? They see out. You need actually all the kinds of prophetic people. Now, I like movies, so I changed it to a movie analogy. So some people in the spirit are like movie titles. You know movie titles? They're quick. They're words. It gives you kind of a snapshot. But it doesn't necessarily tell you everything about the movie, right? You may not quite know everything. So when you get a, when some people, they just get words of knowledge like nothing. And it's like, okay, that's like a title of a movie. I kind of maybe know what's going on. Some people are more like movie posters. Like you get kind of an image, you get some pictures. You might have a general sense of what God is saying and what God's doing. But there's still probably some ambiguity in it depending on how the, the movie poster is made. Now some people, they're like movie trailers. Those are kind of fun. They get like images and they get like visions and they see stuff. And they, it's like they have a general sense of kind of what God's doing and where, where things are going. But there still could be some mystery depending on how the trailer is. Now there's also some movie clip people. Movie clip people see like literal visions. Like I just saw into, I just saw into heaven. I saw into the future for like five minutes. It, they tend to be very accurate and very specific. But the problem with movie clips is you don't know what part of the movie you're seeing. Beginning, middle, end. You still don't know. Is it a comedy? Is it a drama? Is it a tragedy? And my understanding of all the very seemingly contradictory words that we're getting about the United States and the future of America is because of all these differences. Like, I hear some of these things and I'm like, that's fine, but what part of the movie are you seeing? Are you seeing the end of the movie? The beginning of the movie? The middle of the movie? Like, what part of the, the movie are you seeing? Like, and depending what kind of clip they see, if you see a bad clip, you're like, oh, it's over. We're all dead. <laughs> you see a good clip, you're like, we win. So depending on what God is showing you, that's why we need each other. Then there's like director's commentary. These are the people who know why God is doing stuff. They don't just see what God's doing. They see why he's doing it. And so some prophetic people have insight into why, God, why things are the way they are in this country. They're not just seeing what's happening or what's coming in the future. They're actually seeing why it's going to happen. That's really cool. Then there's some other people. I just added this like a few months ago because it was cool. Soundtrack prophetic people. I love it. I love soundtracks. You know how powerful movies are with soundtracks? The music in a movie cues you into what's, not only what's happening, but what's about to change. Have you ever been watching a clip of a movie and then all of a sudden, wait, 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 the music's changing. The music's changing. Something's going to happen. But see, what happens is, the reason I know this, back when I was in leadership in Communitas, Carrie, she's more soundtrack prophetic. We would be in situations where we had people who literally had a picture or a vision of something happening. And Carrie would go, yeah, I know, but I don't feel right about that. Like, there's something else we're missing. And I'm like, we had a vision. How could we be missing anything? Like, what are we missing? We had a vision. Come on. Well, a few times, I decided, so me and some of the other leaders foolishly decided to ignore her. Well, we learned pretty quickly, don't ignore Carrie when she has something. Don't ignore Carrie. And I wrestled with it for years and years and years, and then I figured it out. I'm like, ah, ha, ha, ha. She had heard the music changing. We were seeing something on the screen, but we weren't hearing the music, and it was already changing. Ah, <gasps> she got it and we didn't. Isn't that fun? There's all those people. So all of you may be one of those kinds of prophetic people. You may see really hyper-accurate 
certain little clips, you may kind of get general themes for things. Maybe you kind of more of the, why is this happening? Maybe you're more like, I don't know what, I'm not seeing anything, but I feel something changing. And those are all different ways the Lord speaks to you. Isn't that fun? I'll flush that out more later. That's kind of fun. Maybe I'll write something on it. I love movies. <laughs> so let's do a couple more exercises. Uh, let's do one more exercise, actually. So what we're going to do, we're going to jump out here. One thing that used to annoy me in the prophetic, you know when people call it like dates, like specific days, like birthdays and all that? It used to really annoy me. Well, now God's having me do it. Not because they're always accurate, but because he's stretching me and making me do it. So I'm going to throw some dates out here. Maybe they'll mean something. Maybe they won't. But every time I do, something else happens. And anyway, blah, blah, blah. So I'm going to do that, and then we're going to practice it. Does that sound fun? And all of this is not, again, because we're worthy. We've deserved anything. We've paid some price. We're worthy. It's just because this is what God's doing in this hour. And it's just available for all of us. Because, again, you're all mobile hotspots. Right? Because that's just the need of the hour. You were like Wi-Fi zones. Okay. Does 20, uh, August 27th mean anything to anybody? What? My gosh, it could be you. We're totally going with you if no one else says anything. <laughs> and that's how you cover something if you're not sure and you feel awkward. <laughs> no, actually, what you do when you do that is you look really spiritual. Try to look really spiritual. Like, just wait, wait a little more on the Lord. That's, what, that's, what you, that's really what you do. But we probably will. Wait, we... Wait, Kat's got her hand up. What's going on? Okay. I think it's her. I'm going to prophesy to her. Is that cool? Should we all pray for her? Yeah. Kat, the Lord loves you a lot. And he's seen all your service and he's seen all your work. And he's seen your labor and your love. And he's saying now is the time for greater intimacy and greater amounts of, of his presence. Because even while you're serving and even while you've been pouring out and, and laboring for all these wonderful people, he's seen your heart to just know him and to be with him. So right now we just release a new season of intense encounters and his presence, his presence, his presence, his presence. And I just speak life and joy over Kat. I just pray that her ability to receive joy and to receive in your presence will just increase right now in Jesus' name. I just pray you would take off any lid that she has on receiving your presence. And I just pray for more, more, more. And I pray for encounters in the night season in Jesus' name. Lord, thank you. And Father, we just speak breakthrough for Kat. We just speak breakthrough in every area of her life that she's, all the areas that she's seeking breakthrough. We just stand with her right now in faith and we declare breakthrough. Breakthrough, breakthrough, breakthrough. And Kat, I just see, I just see a train on a train track and I just see different, um, brick walls that have been put up on these tracks and I just see momentum building and I just see you increasing in the spirit I just see you going faster and faster and breaking through these different walls These things that you're looking for breakthrough for so father. We just bless her right now with momentum in the spirit We just bless her right now. Holy Spirit. Will you just <laughs> add fire to that those engines 
Just speed it up, and we just pray breakthrough, breakthrough, breakthrough. Any walls of resistance, anything that would be hindering, we just break that off right now in Jesus' name. And if anybody else is getting anything for Kat, please write that down for her. And then you can share it with her afterwards. Does the 18th of September mean anything to anybody? Totally taking that if no one else is going. Ooh, this is this is decision time right now. There's another one. Oh my gosh! I'm gonna go eeny, meeny, miny, you. Okay, <laughs> and then I'm gonna pray for you too. Um, oh, sorry, Bob. So I just see you. As the Lord is just saying, you're very fruitful for him. There's a lot of fruit in your life. And he's very pleased with what you've been doing for him. And he just wants to say, uh, go for it. Okay. Cool. There you go. No, right now. Right now. Go for it. Whatever you're supposed to do. <laughs> and for you, I just see a lot of favor coming in your life. And I just see three different doors of opportunity coming. And I see God highlighting which one you're supposed to walk through. And so I just bless you with wisdom to know which door God wants you to walk through. Amen. <laughs> and then one more, and then we're going to try this, and this, then we'll be done. I know I'm going kind of long. Uh, July 26th. Does that mean anything to anyone? It might be a birthday. Well, it's probably somebody's birthday, but. What was that? It's your brother's birthday. It's okay. It's okay. So, so we got a maybe. We got a strong maybe back there. We got a strong. It's a month and a half after my birthday. I like that. I like that. I like that. We'll go with that. We'll go with that. Yeah, it's this one. So, um, Father, I just thank you that this, Audrey, thank you. I just thank you for Audrey. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are the great comforter. And I thank you that you are a mother to the motherless. And I just thank you. And right now, I just ask Holy Spirit, would you just bring up all the great memories that she had with her mother. And the Lord just wants you to know that he's got her. I just see the Lord wrapping a blanket around you. I see this big, white, fluffy blanket being wrapped around your shoulders. And we just thank you, Lord, for bringing your peace.
So we're going to, it's 912. So we're going to try one more exercise collectively, if that's okay. Okay. So what we're going to do now is I'm going to give you guys a choice. I know I've been dictating this before. So now we're just going to give you a choice. We're going to let you guys, we're going to pick one more partner. This will be great. Of your choice. And you're going to pray for them. Now you can either just speak out, you can bless them, or you can try to get a significant date. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Let me clarify. You ask for a date in time, not ask for, well, maybe if you get a significant date, that'd be fun too. But, <laughs> boy, it worked, right? <laughs> right? No. So what I meant was you ask the Lord if there's a significant date that's important to them that he's speaking to them about at that moment. That's, <laughs> I love it. This is good stuff. Okay. Hopefully we're all having fun. So go ahead and do that. If you have to go, please be blessed. Go have fun. Um, but if you want to do this, go ahead. We're going to spend one minute just praying for that person again. Whatever you get, images, pictures, if there's any dates that are cool, you can call them out. And try to keep everything positive and uplifting. What we've learned here over the years through prophecy is seeing problems isn't actually all that impressive because like what i like to say is don't snorkel in the prophetic because near the surface of people's hearts and lives can be a lot of junk like there can be frustration or sin issues or whatever so if you snorkel and you just see the top of someone the top of their heart or their emotions there can be a lot of bad stuff so what we like to do is we like to snort we like to scuba dive we want to go deep into someone's hearts we don't want to just stay on the surface where, where bad things can be there. We want to go deep into where God's taking them and what God's doing in their life. So don't stay on the surface. And if you see things that are negative, just ignore it and either pray the opposite or go deeper and see what God's doing in their heart. Does that make sense? So no snorkeling. Not as fun. Scuba diving. That's what we like. So no snorkeling. Yeah. I'm just going to pray for us really fast before we jump in. And so... Holy Spirit, we just say, speak to us. Lord, we open our hearts, we open our minds to hear from you. We open our spiritual eyes to see what you're seeing, God, and to, um, we just agree with what you're doing, Father. And we just lay down any performance mentality, God, any focus on ourselves or trying to get this right, God. And we just say, we give that to you, Father. Do what you want to do. Have your way with us. And Lord, I just um, pray over every person here tonight, God, that you would just release a new level of prophetic anointing in their life. God, and we thank you that we, we're walking in what you're doing in this hour, God, in a new and a greater way. In Jesus' name. So go ahead and spend one minute just asking the Lord what he has for the person. Oh, pick somebody to pray for. <laughs> and then ask the Lord. And we'll go right now. Oh, there's a lot of favor coming to you when you go to New Zealand. So walk in it and be confident in it, buddy. Okay. Okay. Pray for the Lord. To the Lord. For the person next to you.
feel like that worship is going to be in all these things. Yeah. And it's just going to be good. And I do see, I, I just, I just hear the word miraculous. I just feel like giving healings through your hands. And, and so, God, we just release the miraculous and signs and wonders. And, Father, just thank you for a new level of worship that's going to come in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Do me fun. Do me fun. You know, a lot of fun. So, Father, just blessing you. Thank you for favor. Favor. I just, I just see favor with businessmen. I don't know what that means. I don't know why that means, but I just see favor with businessmen. So I just release that. Uh, go ahead and release what God has given you to the person you're with right now. So I just see a lot of favor with businessmen. And so I just release that favor over him in Jesus' name. It's gonna be good. Yeah, hallelujah. Do you want any confirmation on that? Uh, oh, sure. Do you want? Do you want? Sure. I mean, one of the things is uh, a number of words I've received about things being unpacked out of me about what God is depositing in me. Oh, cool. Um, the 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 purpose of the No, no, it wasn't. Oh, okay. Um, purpose for the trip really is just to put my heart on the altar. Mm. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Just put my heart there, yeah. you know, give yep. my body as a living sacrifice. So through worship, it's at YMDTS. Oh, wow. Uh, in the last two days, I've had favor with two owners of two bit different businesses. Oh, yeah, so I've had favor with business uh, owners. And so, like, today wow. and, and the day before, two different